This is the Nourishing Nutrition Podcast, and my name is Eleanor Dooley. I created this podcast to inspire, empower, and advocate for your best self. I combine current nutritional research with the practicalities of living your life, giving you real nutrition talk in bite-sized pieces. Please remember that I am a licensed dietitian nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. I am not a medical doctor, and by listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you might be having. Hello, today's podcast is about energy. Why do we always feel like we don't have enough energy and we're always seeking more? I'm your host, Eleanor Dooley. I am a functional medical nutritionist with years of clinical experience, identifying the root cause of imbalance in the body and creating holistic protocols for healing. I hope that my experiences inspire you to advocate for your best health. So let's get started. What's the deal with energy? If you're anything like me, I'm sure you felt that pain of exhaustion, just run ragged the whole day long. And you're just looking forward to crawling into bed so that you can fall asleep and wake up feeling refreshed. Only that's not exactly what happens. You fall asleep quickly. Maybe you wake up in the middle of the night, you toss and turn and you wake up for the day, not feeling refreshed. Sometimes it's a matter of getting to bed a little bit earlier, making the room a little bit more comfortable and powering down your mind. But sometimes it's deeper than that. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Getting to the root cause of the feeling of exhaustion, not just because your schedule is heavy and you need more sleep, but there's many other factors that go into allowing your nervous system to shut down for the night and rejuvenate for the next day. In fact, your mood, your libido, your energy on a daily basis. So what are we going to do about it? We can't very well control all of the things that stress us out in our life. In fact, Not having control is very stressful for some people and not being able to predict how their day is going to go can cause a lot of undue anxiety. And so I'm not suggesting that we, if we could, I wish I could, um, you know, dramatically change all the stressors in my life, but that's not realistic. So let's look at the ways that we can take care of our body so that we are prepared for dealing with stressful situations. And we have all of the tools that will help us get through it without hitting that rock bottom of exhaustion. So first tip for how to get your body to balance the energy is simply to eat more. Chances are you are not eating enough nutrients. Now I know I know people have told me this in the past and I didn't really believe them because most clients that come to me, in fact, 99%, I had one female that this did not apply to, but women typically are under eating the nutrients that they need. Just plain and simple, nothing complicated. They're not eating enough because And we're going to get into this in a later podcast about um, the diet culture of growing up in the last four decades. 
we've been taught we should be eating less. We should not want more. We don't need more. We've been hammered in this idea that the less we eat and the more that we do, the healthier we will be. And it's actually not true. It's false. (laughs) To be quite clear, your body needs a certain amount of nutrients. And I'm not just talking to lose weight or to gain weight. I'm talking about all the other complicated things that go on behind the scenes, such as your hormone health, how your body makes sex hormones, how it affects your mood, how it affects your libido, how much cortisol your body's able to make, how much melatonin your body's able to make, and all of the different hormones that are are intricately woven into how your body uses nutrients. It's not just food you chew up turns to energy. There's a lot more going on as far as absorption, as far as breaking down, and as far as having enough of the ingredients, the minerals, the nutrients that are required for reactions, chemical reactions to happen within the body so that your body can produce the insulin that it needs to pull sugar out of the blood so that you can have stores of adrenaline when you need them, when you need to react to a situation that is very jarring or scary or shocking. And so our body has a lot of safety mechanisms built in, but they only work properly if the right nutrients are there consistently. So if you are anything like me, you've tried many, many diets in the past, low carbs, low fats, low calorie. I've tried them all. And what I ended up walking away with was it didn't always feel good because I was always wanting more. I was either wanting the junk food. I was wanting, I was hungry. I was upset. I was moody. And I realized that that is not a adequate price to pay for not nourishing my body because what it turned into not right away, but over time, that low nutrient intake for me looked like migraine headaches once a month. It looked like increased belly fat weight gain even though I was working out, I was running every day. I was doing strength training. I was gaining weight in places that I just could not understand. And it never occurred to me that the diet industry was wrong because I was told that there was, must be something wrong with me. And when I unlocked this lie this manufactured marketing lie from the diet industry, I decided that I was going to learn as much as I could about my own body, about the chemical reactions, about the biology of the human body and how these things work and how it works is getting adequate nutrients. So this means looking at how much protein are you actually eating in general, Um, you should be shooting for about 20 grams of protein per meal. Okay. And if you eat three meals a day, that's 60 grams. So that might seem like a lot that might seem like a little, and everybody's somewhere in between, but at the very minimum, we need to 
as a general rule, we need to increase our protein. Protein helps our muscles to build. It helps our hormones. It helps break down some of the things that need to be broken down in the body for proper and ideal digestion. So all of this to say, if you are under eating and not getting the adequate nutrient intake, your body will adjust. Of course, you will still stay alive, but other things down the road might start getting a little bit wonky. You might start getting difficult periods. You might start getting headaches. You might start getting muscle cramps, discomfort, gas, bloating, constipation. These things are check engine lights for our body. And oftentimes we either live with the pain or we just ignore it. And in either case, it's a sign that something's not balanced. And so this is where the root of most of the issues begin with women's health. Now, the first tip was to eat more. The second tip is a little bit more specific. And are you eating breakfast? Because breakfast, we all know, is the most important meal of the day. But what we weren't told is if we don't eat breakfast, it causes dysregulated blood sugar for the rest of the day. Okay. So let me say that again. If you are fasting till noon, like you're not hungry for breakfast, you don't really need it. It's, you know, the less you eat, the better it feels uh, mentally. That is, if you feel like that's you, I need you to take a minute and reevaluate how much nutrients you are getting. Because if you are not eating a meal in the morning, that means your lunch and dinner need to be equivalent to half of your calories for the entire day. So let me put this in perspective. I generally eat between 1800 and 2000 calories a day. And if I did not eat breakfast, I just ate lunch and dinner, maybe a snack, my lunch and dinner would have to be nearly a thousand calories at one time, which I don't know about you, but I know that that's a lot of nutrients at one time. My stomach gets full. And if I force the food, I get cramping. If your body's overloaded with too much protein, your kidneys can suffer. So it just makes natural sense to spread out the calorie intake starting in the morning, starting between 30 and 60 minutes of waking with just something to get your blood sugar regulated for the day. My favorite go-to is a hard-boiled egg. Sometimes I make overnight oats. If you're looking for inspiration for recipes and how to put together a perfect breakfast, Keep following the podcast and get on my newsletter list because I send out my favorite recipes at least once or twice a month. So are you eating breakfast? That's number two. Number three, and we're going to go there, you guys. Are you having a bowel movement every day? Okay. I realize that asking someone if they have normal bowel movements is a question that doesn't give me very much information because. What's normal for somebody might not be normal for somebody else. And if a person has lived with chronic constipation or chronic diarrhea, to them, that's a normal bowel movement over time. And if the body is not passing the poop 
the toxins and used hormones and garbage that your body has cleaned up and labeled for removal, those toxins sit in the bowel and they get reabsorbed into the body. This costs your body so much energy because it's like cleaning out your closet. Your closet's stuffed with sweaters and pants and dresses and things, and and you clean it out and it looks so nice and everything's put in its perfect place. You bagged up all of those clothes that you want to give away. You put them by the front door, but you don't take them out. They don't move out of the house. They stay there. And then somebody comes up and brings the bags back up to your closet and starts throwing the clothes back in there. Now, you can imagine just the thought of that, how exhausting that is. That is what happens in your body if you are not pooping daily. And if you're pooping daily, but it's difficult, it's painful, um, you don't feel like you're getting enough out, that is also a state of chronic constipation. So if this is happening, there are many ways that we can look at getting that moving, getting those toxins moved out of the body. And by doing that, you are freeing up so much energy that you can use for other things. So the fourth one is evaluating how you manage your stress and anxiety. Now, a lot of people think stress is stress and there's not much we can do. And to some regard, that's correct. We can't control what other people do or situations that stress us out. What we can do is prepare our bodies for showing up to those things in a better state of mind. We all know that if you're having a crappy day and then somebody rolls in with a snide remark or a nasty comment, we know that that affects us a lot quicker. We have a shorter fuse. It digs a lot deeper than if we were in a good mood and we would just shrug it off. So wouldn't you rather face the stressors of your day with a, not just a better attitude, but a stronger fortitude of you being able to be well-equipped to deal with things that bother you. And how do we do this? Well, me personally, I have a therapist who I meet with once a week virtually, and it helps me to identify in words, the feelings that I'm having and also allows them for me to get out of my body. Once I can verbalize them and whether I journal them, I write them down or whether I have another conversation with somebody else, I feel much more equipped to show up to whatever situation caused me stress and anxiety in the first place. So if you don't do this already, I suggest that you find somebody that can help talk you through these things. I also have helpers. I've hired people to help me clean my house. I have enlisted the help of my teenage sons and my husband to help me grocery shop, to help me meal plan, to help me cook and to help me clean and to help me keep this house running. I have three kids. I'm a military spouse of 20 years. My husband and I both have full careers and each of my kids is in a different sport every season. Needless to say, there's a lot going on on my social calendar, but enlisting the help of figuring out carpools, understanding what commitment we're making when we sign up for different things, all of these different ways of organizing 
myself helps me to show up with a lot less stress. So there you have it. Those are my four ways of increasing your energy without necessarily going to bed early. Although I do recommend that because that is one of my favorite things to do of all time. If you're looking for ways to actually implement these changes and you don't really know where to start, don't worry. I've got you. I created a program called the Nourished Weight Loss Program, and it's not just about weight loss. We talk about releasing inflammation. We talk about setting up your body for being able to receive the right nutrients. I teach you how to eat properly for nourished weight loss. It's a four-week self-study program that breaks down each of the topics that I mentioned in detail, and it gives you action steps. It gives you the blueprint and it gives you the plan and meal plans to help get you started. This is a new release program, and I'm super excited to be able to offer it to you guys. If you're interested in checking it out, take a look at my website, nourishingnutrition.net, and you will also find I've got a little store there where you can get different meal plans. You can sign up for my newsletter and you can also check back about what's going on or the next round of the hormone happiness project. If you're interested in learning more about nourishing nutrition, please follow me on Instagram at nourishing nutrition, LLC on Facebook in my group, happy hormones and tamed inflammation. And of course, by following this podcast, see you next week for a brand new episode.